Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And you're listening to real things that really matter. Yes, they do. And they always will. Yes, they will. <laughs> We're coming at you again, and we've got a, a kind of a broad, uh, hard to talk about topic, and, and I think we may not agree completely on this one, so this could be fun. I don't think we'll agree because I'm not really sure what I believe on this one yet. Oh. Yeah, it's hard. I need your help. Okay. Well, so, I'll give you my opinion and okay. my, my studies. How's that? Well, let's dive right in then. There's a couple of verses in the Bible that people cherry pick about whether or not women should be allowed to preach at church. Mm. Mm. And the first one is 1 Timothy 2.12, and it says... I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. Then 1 Corinthians 14.34 says, As in all the churches of the saints, the women should keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission, as the law also says. And if they desire to learn anything, let them ask their own husbands at home. For it is improper for a woman to speak in church. Mike, that do you seems th- pretty straightforward. That seems pretty cut and dry. It does. How do we get around this one? Mm. How, do how do you do we get around? How do you feel one? about this? Well, this is one of those really hard topics that Paul writes about, and everybody um, kind of takes it right at face value because it's in the Bible. And so I, we said it at the beginning, if you remember, and I know that this is both of our hearts, is we want to uh, do expository on the scripture in the correct way and never lead astray from it. But my heart is I don't think we as Westerners completely understand what it is they're always saying. The Bible wasn't written in America for Americans. It was it written wasn't. with an Eastern mindset in a different time, in a different culture. And so that's where I always try and start, especially with these hard verses. So is there more that we want to read them all or do we want to kind of get to the heart of that one? Because they all kind of tie together, really. Well, I think it's important maybe to take the context of more than one verse in in the first Timothy one. So if you start at verse 11, first Timothy two, 11 through 14, It says, a woman must quietly receive instruction with entire submissiveness, but I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet. For it was Adam who was first created and then Eve, and it was not Adam who was deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. Yes. Yeah. So what's Paul saying there? Well, there's a lot of things going on, and I believe... He's writing to Timothy about the Corinth church, correct? Am I correct in that one? Uh, that's a good question. I do believe. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, listeners, please email me about that. But there's the thing is one of the, one of the things that I think we re- think when we read these is that, um, well, he's writing it, and so it's for the whole world, and it's for every church. But when Paul was writing this, he was writing it specifically to Timothy about a church in an area that he was in, and that's where he thought it would stay. 
And so he's writing to that culture about the things that are going on and the things that are immediately going to impact him because that didn't cross over like it does now. Baird, Nebraska stayed Baird, Nebraska. It wasn't I could be in Chicago on in Washington and have the influence of inner city dealings. And so he's writing to Timothy specifically about what's going on. And there's there's things that are going on in the culture. There's things that are going on in the secular world. There's things that are going on uh, in the church. And it's all tied together. And so um, I believe when we're reading about likewise, you know, that the women should be silent in church and not uh, be speaking in the, in the where, where were we at? Timothy... Yeah, it's Second uh, Timothy eleven through fourteen. I actually, I, looking at it, I think he was talking to he was talking about the Church of Ephesus. Ephesus, okay. Yeah, about it's and then kind of in the same thing that it's specifically for Ephesus. They're the center of uh, the the trade hub. They're right on the this peninsula. They had all of the all of the the really rich. Um, people and and mindsets in this culture it was a very very rich city and there was a temple there that was kind of a domineering women run temple for the god goddess uh artemis i believe artemis yeah artemis artemis also known as diana i believe yeah there we go the goddess was kind of the center of ephesus and they're bringing in the way or the christian beliefs, the Jesus, uh, the gospel. And so these women are coming in and trying to domineer this religion as well, because they don't like people stepping on their turf. And so there's this belief that's starting to permeate the church of the women causing disruption and trying to steer the men away from the teaching of the gospel. And uh, it's coming from this other temple. And so Paul's saying he's not going to allow them to have authority over them. Also, in this culture, that's normal. And Paul also writes that we adhere to the laws of the land. He adheres to who's in charge and the cultural norms, and he doesn't want to cause riots and dissension and just say, you know, we're going to do whatever we want because we're Christians. That's not what Jesus said. He said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God. He said, respect who's in authority. God has placed them there. And so he's saying you need to do this in a respectful way. We have to do it in a way that looks normal in society. You can't just change everything overnight. And I'm also not going to let this other religion come in and take over the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, well, let me... I, you know, let me say, first of all, I don't have a problem with women preachers. Personally, I really don't. Right. But if I, if I take God's word, the New Testament at, mm-hmm. it, at its value here, I mean, what it says, it seems that there's a pattern here for leadership and the leadership in marriage is the basis for the, the leadership in the church. And it's, it seems like there's some gender norms here of that, that are supposed to be followed. Well, and again, that goes to the culture, I believe, of the normal. That's how it's always been. We can't change it overnight. So let's look at let's look at a different context and try to get an understanding of how Paul's talking about the society. And when we're um, Onesimus and and him, the slave running away and 
he gets to Paul and Paul talks to him and he mentors him. And then he says, you need to go back to your master because that is what is right. He owns you. He is the slave owner. Uh, we can't just say, we can't just do what's against the law, even if it may not be what I believe in. But he also talks to the master and says, you need to accept your slave back and accept him as an equal. He doesn't accept and condone slavery, but he says, because this is the law of the land and because you haven't done it the right way, you need to go back and do it. When Paul says, um, slaves respect your masters, do we take that as doctrine today and say, well, I guess we need to have slaves? Well, no. No, we've progressed past the society normals into a humanitarian culture that says owning slaves is wrong. Right. And there's certainly, you know, parts of the Old Testament that, that once or that said, you know, you shouldn't eat, you know, lobster and, and shrimp either. Right. But that got superseded. Well, God said I what I've by, made by clean. New Test yep. By New Testament when... Uh, you know, the, the tablecloth came down and, and Peter ate all sorts of different types of food yeah. on the roof of the, on the roof of that house. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so the society, society's normals has, has changed. Cultures changed. We're not even in the Eastern culture anymore. And I guarantee you that you and me probably wouldn't survive in an Eastern culture. No, I'm too I, spoiled. I, yeah, I am too. I've been raised in America and unfortunately, and right. I love my country, but I'm spoiled. Right. Well, it, it does appear that Paul, though, is using two churches here, Ephesus and Corinth, and he's saying the same message to both of them. And, and you know, when sin came into the world, when the serpent strove to assault God's order, and likewise to subvert the headship principle that God established at the very beginning would be to subvert God's design. What was God's design? Well, that... Man was in charge of the woman. Mm, was he? Where did it say that? Uh, well, male headship in marriage is not a result of the fall, but is part of the order of creation. So also then is male eldership in the church. What do you think about that? I think we've made that our... Uh a priority as mankind. Okay. And I'm not 100% sure that God said that. Well, it, it seems that, well, we know that God, God, was, God created man first. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then God created woman out of man. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then Satan goes out of order and he attacks the woman first. And Doesn't tricks her, and then she goes up, up the ladder, and tricks and 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 deceives. Well, deceives, but whatever makes makes man make a mistake. Really, is that how you see that? I think that Satan goes against the natural order of things. He doesn't go to Satan Adam does. first. Uh, he doesn't but, go to Adam first. He mm -hmm. goes to Eve. I got to find this in Genesis. We're going to go all the way back to the beginning. Here. Let's do. And we're going to read about the fall because there's something that we always miss. And so now the serpent, this is Genesis 3. Go ahead. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. 
And he said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you shall not, you will not surely die for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing good and evil. So now pay attention. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. See, that's always bothered me. Was he just, I mean, what was Adam doing? Was he just chilling, not really paying attention to the whole scenario going? Or was he being passive and not able to stand up? Or was, up you know, was he was picking happening? something out of his toe? Was he doing? I don't know. But who was with her? He was there. Yeah, he was there. He just wasn't really so engaged. Was Satan really just attacking the woman? He was addressing her specifically, and Adam doesn't have any. Doesn't he doesn't have, have any, anything to say. What does that say? say? What does that say for the manhood? Well, he wasn't doing his job. That's for sure. But it also says in Corinthians that this Paul begins his command with an appeal to how things are done in all the churches. Now, I, I believe when he's saying this, he's, again, writing to Corinth. He's writing to Timothy. And he's saying all the churches. Corinth had the same kind of problem that Ephesus did. And the, the temple, um, goddess domineering female, I'm going to take over everything. That was kind of a normal thing. The cult prostitution, the women, um, subverting the authority. That was, that was kind of how Satan decided to have the idol worship happen. And, and everybody loved it because I mean, you know, I go to the temple and I get a prostitute and the guys were all over it. It was kind of a big deal. Hmm. He's writing to these specific towns saying, all of your churches, I do not permit. I would not have this happen. He's not thinking that you or I are going to be reading this. He's not thinking that Ephesus is going to get a hold of a letter he wrote to Corinth. He's writing these letters as instruction and or sermons to be read in the midst of their congregation. If I'm writing to my city hall, I'm not going to address my city hall for the city hall of Omaha or Kansas City or Boise. I'm not. I'm not okay. going to say this right, is me... for Boise. This is for you. But look at some someone that comes in and says, okay, but you have two examples, one in Ephesus and one in Corinth. Paul's telling the exact same thing too. Which they also have the same situations going on in their towns. Because in the same sense, he's telling women that so they can't... So it's just coincidence? <clears throat> so he's telling women that they can't speak in church. But... A, no, the women, they can't teach. They can't teach in church. They can n- speak. It said, "I do not permit a woman to speak." Read it again. <laughs> That's in the Corinthians, I believe. Am I right? And Timothy, first, first Timothy two twelve. But I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet. So that's in, but to remain quiet. Right. And then Corinthians has something very similar. Um, yes, it does. And that would be in which, which chapter? 14? 1 Corinthians 14, 34. As in all the churches of the saints, the women should keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission, as the law also says. Now, 
Corinthians, this isn't the first letter that he's actually written to them, and it's not the first letter that he's received to them. So when you're reading a letter, and it's broke up into paragraphs, what does the paragraph usually mean? It means I'm answering a different question. We don't know what the question was, because we don't have their letter to him. Also, if you go back a little bit into this, he's talking about everyone who prophesies. Now, when we're talking about prophesies, he's talking about women prophesying as well. And I don't know if you're from a church that, that uh, has had that happen during a service, but prophesying is not just a two-word sentence and you're, and you're quiet. It's, right. it's a very authoritative word from God. Have and you seen it done? Yes. Oh, really? We've seen it done here. I don't recall this. But anyways, okay. I digress. All right, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> he says he says that women are allowed to prophesy in the paragraphs before this. And so if he's actually saying and bottom line hardlining women can't speak in church, he's totally contradicting himself saying that they can prophesy. Right, and I understand too. This is why it's very confusing and we need to unpack it. And, and so And so taking those three the three verses essentially, 1 Timothy, 1 Corinthians and um, there's one more that everybody always references. Maybe they're both in First Timothy. But we take those and we take those few verses and call it doctrine without right. looking at the rest of what Paul is saying and not even understanding what questions he was being asked. You know, he says, all scripture is useful for instruction and correction and exhortation. But you know, when Paul's writing that, he's not talking about the New Testament. He's not talking about his own letters. He's talking about the Old Testament, the Torah, the words from God that they have known their entire lives and for centuries, because that's what he knows right. the scripture. These letters were written to the churches as instruction, learning from those teachings. Yes, and I think it's possible that Paul didn't even know that he was writing the New Testament. He, I, I'm pretty sure he didn't. I, I, I didn't think I he, think know, I he was he writing letters because we've uncovered hundreds right. of letters written to churches. These are the ones that we decided as the as to put in the canon because it's about the salvation and the gospel message of Jesus Christ. God created man and woman in his image, both equally made in his image to be bearers into the world of his will and his purpose. If we're going to hold a woman down because we think she's less than or not competent to carry the will of God, we as men are subverting the message that God has sent into this world. Women bring things that I can't bring, and I bring things that women can't bring. We're meant okay. to be complementary and as a whole. Let's go back into the order of things, because I think that's important. And we both agree that sin came to the world when the, serp the serpent came in and he assaulted God's order. Well, we chose to sin, yes. Brought sin the curse on the world. Okay. All yes. right. So the serpent started it. Satan started it. It's his fault. Okay, it is his fault, correct? <laughs> it is. If we're going to blame somebody, let's blame the snake. The stinking snake. Right. I don't like okay. snakes. Yeah, I don't either. Okay, so, but he attacked God's order. He did. And I He's think, been doing it from day I, one. And I think he did it in reverse order by design. I think he went, you know, for the, you know, the weakest one of the herd. And that was the woman. I'm not so sure. 
because the man was standing there and said nothing. Well, he couldn't even stand up and say no. True. Or and, and he, yes. he completely dropped the ball, but he wasn't paying attention. So did or, he go for the weakest or the strongest? I don't know. Because she made a or choice. Maybe he went for the most curious. I don't know. But whatever reason, he went in reverse order than what God created him in. Got got it? Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I'm following. Okay. So he attacked the woman, not the man. Went after her. He's like, if I can get the woman, then I can get the man. You know, and he really didn't attack her. He caused her to doubt. Well, there was no attack. It was a I, conversation where she questioned what God had said. And if you notice when you read the creation story, maybe attack is the wrong she word. She didn't even quite say the right thing. Right. God didn't say you couldn't touch, touch it. it. She said you can't. So eat she it. began to doubt. Right. And guess and he, who was there and didn't. And, Correct he, and he used that, yeah. And as soon as you start to doubt God, I would, I would say I would say that the, that the serpent attacked God's order by design, and he you, and God had a, had an order of things that the man was in charge, and the woman was submissive to him, and that he attacked her first, and then went up the chain, and it was by design. Yes. Because he thought that was his best way to have success in this maneuver. Well, he's been attacking God's design. Sin. I mean, it hasn't quit. And I'm not saying that she wasn't smart or she wasn't as smart as Adam. I'm not. Don't don't get me wrong on that. I'm just saying it looks like to me that she was the. I don't want to say weaker sex, but the more open-minded sex, perhaps, to. To deception. I don't know. I still stand there and say Adam was right there. He was right there. He wasn't paying attention. He wasn't. Are you sure up. he wasn't paying attention? You're starting it, to suppose things that is not written. All we know is he was. He didn't say anything there. He, yeah. Does that mean he wasn't paying attention? How many times have I seen guys or myself stand by because I'm too scared or too passive to actually stand up and and say the right thing, knowing full well what's going on around me. I think the argument can be made that male headship in marriage is not a result of the fall, but is a part of the order of creation. Okay. And what does that look like? Well, Men, love your wives as Christ loved the church. How did Jesus love the church? He was a servant leader. Right. And he went to death for the church. We don't like to say that part because that means that we actually have a bigger responsibility to lift up the wife. Wives submit to your husbands as you submit to the Lord, but men love your wives as Christ loved the church, loves the church. He died for you to make sure that you could be spotless and blameless and lifted up. I don't know. That puts us in a different role. I'm to lift up the wife. And Jesus himself lifted up women into a place of equality. When he talked to the woman at the well, when he allowed Mary to sit at his feet, when he proclaimed to Mary after his resurrection to be the first to preach the gospel that he has risen. 
There's, not Peter, there's not a lot, John. There's a lot of strong women in the Bible. There's no question. Old Testament that is preaching. And New Testament, yes. Preaching there's, the gospel. Well, young judges, they're women judges, of course. But the whole of the Bible, if God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, how can we say that the two verses that Paul writes about women being silent in church in a specific area at a specific time in one culture lasts for millennia? And that that's actually even what he was saying, because Paul doesn't contradict Jesus. He doesn't. He stands firm on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so if I'm going to say that these two things don't look quite Christ-like, but Paul supersedes Jesus, I think I'm putting Paul in a place of idolship. I think it's kind of a leap, though, Mike. You have to you have. I to don't say believe it's, it it's, is. Because if I take two verses out of 66 books. Two verses, two churches, though. And it's two a, churches a, out a, of 66 books. It's 6, a coincidence. This is the only time he, he talks about these six, things. And two different churches, two six different places. 6,000 years of history. And two verses are going to make me make doctrine <laughs> well, for the it's, rest it's, of it's humanity. It's more than two verses. But, yes, it's two different churches, two different letters. For the rest of humanity. And they're talking about the same thing, and he's stressing it. But the other 66 books that completely show that God lifts women into leadership uh, isn't, isn't enough to make us double think what we're saying about those verses? Now, no one said they couldn't be leaders. Uh, you know that pastor it's is a- actually one of the least desired positions that Paul talks about. Right, the actual word pastor. But it's used once. Right. But we make it gospel and doctrine. Teachers, prophets, apostles. There were apostles that were women. Junia, uh, Priscilla. I don't know. Who went and preached his letters to the churches. He sent them out and he says that Oh, is it Priscilla? Priscilla, who was a believer before me and who is sound and solid in the doctrine and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And she took his letters and preached them, which was reading them, preached them to the churches. Now, if she's reading a letter from Paul and she's the carrier of the letter and he's saying these things in those letters, do you think that she has authority to carry out what he's saying, which would put her in authority over everyone in the church? I'm pretty sure it wasn't a church full of women. Paul himself sent them out. Well, it seems that Paul is sure emphasizing that his teaching about male headship is not just something that's good for some people. And now, and male headship, others. that's a different thing. That doesn't mean that a woman, woman can't be a preacher or have some type of authority. It sounds like there's, it's the, the leadership in the church is following part of God's creation design. Well, how, how, do you, how do you say that the women can be elders and apostles then? Hey, I, me personally, once again, don't, I'm saying this is twisted when I, you... I, I, when, yeah, I know, I know. And I don't have a problem with, with female when we preachers, have, but I'm when saying we, from the word and from Paul and these two examples, two. you sure? Again, I'm going to go two with two. two different churches, and it's just a coincidence that he happens to be talking about the same thing. Okay. And then so, he says, in all churches, in the verse, so in here's, all. So here's where I'm going to go. Is again in, in that same letter, churches. in that same letter, and I need—I don't know if I have time to find it, but because I'm, uh, forgive me, I don't have it pulled up. But he also says in that same letter that 
slaves, you need to obey your masters. And so that means that we go back to holding all these things accountable. And, and that's what it means right yeah, now. Now you're going, what about ism? And you're talking no, about something else. No, I'm saying else. exactly what we have to look at. Because if we're not going to look at the whole scripture and just look at the women, then, well, then we're being hypocrites. But then you're not addressing what we're talking about here. And you're talking about slaves. I'm trying to get the mindset open that he's not saying what we think he's saying. Because again, it's not written for a Western culture. We have to know what's going on completely behind the scenes. In that stereo, in that society, in that Roman Greco world, in the adherence to what is normal and what is is supposed to be being upheld, but also preaching the gospel. There's a tension there. And so if we're going to not look at the fact that he says, men, you can't have any type of long hair men and slaves. You have to obey your master and all of these things. If we're not going to look at those and say, well, that doesn't matter, but this does, then we're being hypocrites. I know in today's cancel culture and what, and so forth, this thing doesn't, this doesn't play very well. But I also know this. It sure looks like that Paul is saying there is a natural order of things. And Paul's saying, I didn't make the rules. God did. And the natural order that God put down with Adam and Eve is the same natural order that should be followed in the church. And that's what these verses certainly suggest without pretty much they outright say it. Okay. And that's, and that's what I read here. But you're not reading the rest of the verses. Yeah, but it says, as in all the churches of the saints. And but what does, else does it say that all the churches of the saints should be doing? Well, I mean, we don't have that kind of time. But, but I'm, I'm just saying we have to be able to, to disseminate all of what he's saying there and not be focused on just that one passage. Because if we can't understand the whole and we get stuck on the one... We're not actually understanding what's being written. It sounds it sounds like to it me sounds that, like it is too as well. <laughs> that yeah, Paul, that absolutely. Paul is outright saying, "Hey, look, there's some things that men are are just created to do, and there's some things that women are created to do, and they're better better suited in those roles." And that's and, how deep it runs in our culture that we think this is. We can't even open mind. I'm using look at I'm it. using his letters. I am too. So I guess that I can be a slave owner then. That's what about ism. No, 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 no. It's not what about. He does say slaves obey your masters. So that means that slavery is okay. No, it doesn't say that. That's what he says. If he's saying slaves obey your masters, and he's obviously saying that slavery is okay, because otherwise he would say slaves, please run away from your masters because this is absolutely not okay. Because I he's wish very, you were, and that would have been a lot because easier. Because he's say, yes, very, very, very we clear yeah, when he doesn't wrong. like something. Yeah, right. So you can't say, well, that's what about ism. No, that's what he wrote. Right. So what do we do? Keep digging. I guess we have to. You have to keep digging into the scripture because if we don't ask questions, then then we don't understand. And our God, I believe, wants us to ask questions. Oh, he totally does. Yes. And so these kinds of conversations are healthy. <laughs> and they are. They can be. And if they're not, then I'll certainly address that off mic. Mike. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm not back uh, <laughs> next episode, it means that we had no, a, a hard, that. hard conversation that. <laughs> about things that really matter. <laughs> these things do matter, and these are tricky, and these are complicated things. Yes. Yes. The thing, the thing that I believe is that God created women to be uh, 
co-equal in this life, in this mission to spread the gospel and proclaim Jesus to the world. I believe he's used them throughout history. Um, I myself was mentored by a woman and she was critical in my growth. And I would absolutely say that God had sent her and that where she is right now is exactly where she should be. Absolutely. And, and um, these few verses are actually, in my mind, harder to say I'm going to make doctrine for two verses rather than try and understand the entirety of the Bible. Okay. I understand that. And I had a, I had a strong woman in my life, too, that, you know, if I would wouldn't be saved without her. Mm -hmm. And I thank God for her. Yeah. However, <laughs> you have to acknowledge that that is a coincidence then that he's talking about the same topic with two different churches. I don't think it's a coincidence. I believe that there was very intentional wording being used. But again, I don't know one. I don't know what Corinth was asking him. Nobody does because we don't have those letters. We don't have the complete story of what is going on in their church. All we know is, again, suppositions of the culture and what's going on and the possibilities of the, in a sense, radical feminism that's happening in Ephesus and Corinth because of the temple god, the, the goddess in the temple and the priestesses or whatever they were called who want to dominate culture and men. Right. And I can see where, you know, there's, there's people out there that says, I, you know, I've, I know pastor's wives that don't talk in church and they think, you know, they have to adhere as much as they can to the letter of the law of what it's in the, is what's in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, I'm not going to take any chances. I'm going to try to do everything just like it says. Yes. And if they're taking it out of context, perhaps, perhaps, but and what then, if they're not, you know, and they just, they're just trying to, they're just trying to play to as, as straight as they can. And, and, and I don't have a problem with that. And I don't I, have a problem with women preaching for the 10th time. I'm not going to go into a church who doesn't allow women to preach and argue my point. Um, I'm not going to cause chaos. I'm not going to no, say that uh -uh. you're doing life wrong. I'm not going to agree with it. Right. And if Jesus is being preached and people are being reached, then God is using those types of churches as well. But I'm also not going to stand idly by if somebody walks into my church and says women can't preach and, and that woman shouldn't be on the stage. I'm going to say, why did you come here? If that's how you believe, that's how you believe. But right now. Yeah. And if that's a deal breaker, believe, they can go to the church someplace else. And that's, I believe and that's fine. That, sure. that woman on the stage should be preaching and she should be preaching with all her heart. Right. If she's got the gift, I say preach. Preach. Preach woman. Yes. Yeah. It's a topic that is going to continue to be debated and discussed. And there's lots of questions. And ultimately, I believe it's one of those that we'll have to ask Jesus when we get there and say, so how come you didn't make that a little more clear? Right. And did Paul <laughs> actually know the impact his letters would have? <laughs> did you give him that foresight? I'll find Paul too and be like, Paul, <laughs> Yeah. did I'll, you know? I'll definitely talk He'll be to like, Paul. no, I, I had no idea. You weren't supposed to read that. <laughs> <laughs> those, are, those are my personal letters. How dare you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> those are jokes. All right. Wow. I don't know. I'm, I'm still having trouble with it, but you know what? That's okay. We'll keep digging. We'll keep digging. Love you, man. Hey, love you too, Matt. And thank you guys for listening. And 
We're going to close out in prayer. Dear God, we know that everything's just not cut and dry in the Bible. Your mm. word is something we need to dig into and talk about and discuss and talk about with, with other believers. And if we don't know the answer, we need to keep searching because mm-hmm. we know that you don't make mistakes and you want us to explore these things. And you're, you're not an easy God to know because you're so complex and it's going to take us infinity to learn about you. And we still won't know everything. And we love that about you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God, for your son. And thank you that we, we can come to this place and talk about real things that really matter. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I've had fun, Matt. I have too. Till next time. We'll catch you guys later. God bless you. God bless you.